I'm David Berlin with Blockchain Journal. I'm here in Davos, Switzerland at World Economic Forum 2023. And we are scouring the town looking for great blockchain stories. And I've stumbled upon another one from somebody that I've known for many years. And we found our way to bump into each other again in a newer life. We had previous life at some, time, at some point in the past. Brady Forrest, you're head of business development for MobileCoin now. Yeah. yeah so. It's really good to see you again. I mean, it's been like probably over a decade since yeah. our yeah. O'Reilly time together. It's incredible. So uh, thank you very much for joining me here on such short notice, but it was great just to see your message and get you in here. MobileCoin, that sounds very much like a lot of other things in the blockchain space. So let's start at the top. What is MobileCoin? Yeah, MobileCoin is a company that's been around since 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, we have created our own layer one blockchain, which is designed from the ground up for mobile payments. Mm -hmm. It is designed to be compliant, end-to-end -end encrypted, and fast. So exactly what you would want for transactions on your mobile phone. Okay, so who's a typical target user of this application or your chain? So MobileCoin is available worldwide. We're available in Signal Messenger, and we're also available on our own wallet, Mobi, which just came off the wait list last week. And the wait list of uh, uh, we were, an app store? Yeah, basically, well, no, we've been in the app store for a while, but we're now letting anyone who wants to join or use Mobi can. Okay. And it's really for anyone who wants to send money cross-border quickly. Okay. And so where we're starting to see traction is with creators. So creators have this international audience. You know, you're releasing YouTube videos. You're, mm -hmm. you're putting up uh, great photos on Instagram. And, you know, some people from your audience can maybe tip you or view ads and help you out that way. But somebody in another country can't necessarily express their appreciation. And Mobi is a great way of doing that. Okay, let's, there are other applications out there non, that don't involve blockchain at all. I'm thinking of uh, Venmo, uh, Cash App, uh, PayPal, and uh, I mean, there's just a whole host of uh, a Patreon. Patreon mm -hmm. is one way that creators connect with their audiences and Patreon facilitates some form of uh, exchange of value payments so that micro payments so that you can help fund the creator personally. What's different about this? What makes this special? Yeah, all of those companies are pioneers and all of those companies have allowed folks to move money around even faster than before. Mm -hmm. However, what we're trying to do is dramatically lower the costs. So to send a transaction, like if I'm going to send you five bucks it'll, mm -hmm. and I can send it to you anywhere in the world, it's less than a quarter of a penny. And that cost goes to a nonprofit. So that's not how MobileCoin is trying to make money. Okay. And so money can move and settle in under five seconds with no fees taken out of that. Mm -hmm. Other than a quarter of a penny, yeah. And and uh, when that happens, when you when, when I'm sending money to you, am I sending or you're sending money to me, five dollars to me? Are you sending me fiat currency? Like, are you sending me five U.S. dollars, or are you sending me uh, cryptocurrency? What is it you're sending to me? So right now you have two options. You could either use Mob, which is our first token, and that came out a couple of years ago. It's listed on Binance, or you could use our brand new stablecoin. EUSD, electronic dollars, 
It's available on a couple of exchanges. Mm-hmm. And if same settlement, same cost. But if I send you $5 on Friday, it'll still be fi- worth $5 on Monday. Okay, so that's a new stable coin, EUSD. There's a lot of other stable coins. Uh, One of the big questions, particularly after what happened with Terra Luna this past year, algorithmic stable coin, how is this one backed? This is backed one-to-one. We do not want to play around with algorithmic. Our goal is to make sure that you know, what the customer thinks they're getting is what they actually get. So what's backing it? What, what, are, what are the actual assets that are backing USD? Yeah, so we work with Reserve Protocol on this, and it is backed by a basket of USD, USDC and BUSD. Okay, great. Yeah, well, oh, USDC. Yeah, Circle's right down the promenade oh, yeah. here, so they're, they're here in Davos as well. Uh, just going back to the, the, the quarter penny, could you put that, uh, kind of compare that to what it's costing today to do something similar, just so that people understand how disruptive this is to the status quo, which, by the way, the status quo hasn't been around for very long. No, no. I mean, this is all new. I still remember when I first signed up for my first PayPal account. Mm-hmm. But to use PayPal as an example, a couple of months ago, I was going to a conference overseas. The conference organizer wanted a couple hundred dollars. Right. I sent her money in PayPal and they didn't tell me what the fees were going to be and it ended up being 5%. Right. So I had to guess as to how much overage to give her. Right, because it's they're taking it out on her end Yeah. and you want to make sure she's whole by the time she gets her money. Okay, so you're sending, when, I'm, when we're sending money to each other or you're sending money to a business like that, you're sending either EUSD or MOB, which is the native coin of the uh, mobile coin What Mobi is the network? What's Uh, mobile coin is the network, right? And Mob is the token. Mob is the token. Okay. Uh, How do I get my fiat currency into? How do I how do I exchange some of my fiat, my US dollars, for this? Is is do I have to go through exchange? How how does all that work? Because if I'm paying you, if I'm I'm exchanging either EUSD or MOB with you, at some point I'm going to cash that out. How does it, so how does it work end-to-end for the sender and the receiver? Sure. You know, getting in and out of crypto, that is the problem that a lot of people are trying to solve right now. Mm-hmm. And right now in MOBI, you're able to use Google or Apple Pay to buy the currency with your debit card. Wow. So you can just take, because like with an exchange like Binance or something like that, you have to to attach your bank account to it and then you have to move, you know you have to move some cash into the wallet the custodial wallet that they have and then you have to kind of launch into a trading pair where you're trading the USD the USD that's in your wallet for whatever cryptocurrency you want you're just going straight from like a debit card or apple pay or google pay into yeah, yeah we have a great partner in moonpay and so we you know you can just put your debit card in Load up with Mob, mm-hmm. send it to whoever it is, and then as of right now, we do from Mob into an exchange. But of course, we're looking at getting more banking off ramp. All right, so so just for our audience, so that they know that with I'm going to go through the workflow here. You go through, uh, you can, it's all in the background that you don't have to interact with MoonPay, but you're working with MoonPay as your partner. Mm-hmm. You're like a payments processor. So they, and they are crypto ready. They understand crypto. Yeah. So, and, and they handle the KYC and AML. Right. Because we want to make sure well, like KYC, AML, oh, what, yeah. what is sorry, that? Sorry, sorry. Totally. Yeah. So KYC is know your customer. Yeah. 
And that's to follow all the anti-money laundering laws, AML. Right, okay. So they handle that aspect of it for you. I've either got a debit card or I've got uh, a Google Pay or Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. uh, I say I want this much MOB or yeah. EUSD. Yeah. Uh, and then once I have that, then I send money to you and whatever it is, and it only costs me a quarter penny. It doesn't matter. It's on a percentage basis. It's just a no. quarter penny, flat fee, no matter what it is. It's a flat fee. Right, and you're basically passing that savings along yeah. to the customer because there's no 10%, 5%. At a percentage level, it can get pretty expensive. It's a big transaction. Mm -hmm. It can be anybody in the world. Yeah. Once they get it. Net of OFAC. I'm sorry? Net of OFAC, so we don't. We block OFAC countries. Oh, okay. No, none of the bad guys. None of the bad guys. Okay. Uh, and then you, uh, and then once somebody receives that money, then they would, um, they have a wallet. It's your wallet. They receive it into their wallet, but then they have to move it from that wallet to an exchange like Binance. Yep. And then from there, they can convert, convert it back to whatever fiat that the exchange supports. Yes. Okay. And we are aiming to allow you to offload it into your bank account, either through ACH, debit cards. Those are all uh, things that are coming. Is there ever a time where I might be able to just put it back into my Google Pay you know, as a credit or something like that? Or, uh, I, mean, I mean, life is long. <laughs> Product timelines are long. Yeah. Like, I think everybody wants people to be able to move their money around and yeah. do whatever they want with it. You said that the quarter of a penny of the transaction goes to nonprofit or? Yeah, it goes to the MobileCoin Foundation. So okay. MobileCoin, the software behind it is open source. It's available on GitHub. Yeah. Anyone can look at it. Anyone can spark up their own node. And then the MobileCoin Foundation, which is an independent body, right. uh, they govern the software yep. and they help govern the network. Though the network itself is made a bunch of independent organizations, mm -hmm. including uh, Ideas Beyond Borders, The Long Now, and DreamHost, MobileCoin, a number of other companies like that. And what's the business model? How do, if it sounds like a quarter of a penny is pretty small, you need a lot of transactions just to kind of get any, anything going. How, what's the business model to keep uh, the whole it's with a kind of a consortium of organizations, like a, a coalition. You, you've got the foundation and you've got uh, the, the network and all that. How, how, do you, how, how does this stay an ongoing concern? You know, we want to make this really easy for consumers and, then, and customers. And the sooner people start using it, then merchants, businesses, they'll want to start interacting with the network. And then we can build software to help them. Yeah. And you can picture services on top of it that allow make it a lot easier for those organizations to actually work with our network mm -hmm. and there's money to be made there do you think do you see something like this being integrated in a, you meant, mentioned merchants you see this being integrated into point of sale systems things like that oh absolutely yeah. we have a number of ex folks from square on the team okay. and i think oh. they know how to build terminals so there's some good pedigree in the company yeah yeah bob lee who's our head of he's chief product officer yeah he was the first cto at square Okay. And he helped, he created Cash App. Okay, yeah. And sure. so he, he joined us to basically, Moby is, Moby's goal is to be the global Cash App. Okay, and Cash App has uh, got some limitations to its geographic operation. Where is it? Cash App is US only. US only. Mm -hmm. So again, so you have got a, you're hitting a bunch of important things that other options don't hit. You're hitting the cost issue, which is everybody's sensitive to, particularly yeah. when it's, when other, 
solutions are doing it on a percentage basis. You're just basically flat, you know, quarter of a penny per transaction. You're hitting the cross border thing. Yep. So I could pay a creator. If I see some really mm-hmm. cool K-pop stuff in Korea, I can pay a creator over there for that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you're also, uh, hitting the, uh, taking the friction out, particularly of onboarding, uh, when you're just using a debit card or Google Pay or Apple Pay, that's that's pretty huge because you don't see a lot of that in the crypto space. And both of the wallets that we've talked about are self-custodial, meaning that yeah, what they're... does that mean? So everybody has a chance because because that's a pretty that's a bit of a rabbit hole. This whole idea of custodial wallets, non-custodial sure. wallets. I mentioned custodial is you know when Bi- when you're keeping your funds in with Binance, mm-hmm. that's a custodial wallet. So just kind of break that down. Yeah. So that, if you've ever heard, or if any of your listeners have ever heard the the phrase "your keys, your crypto," yeah, that is. Uh, our wallets right. follow that. Okay. They are your keys. It's your crypto. And no one can make a payment or take anything out of the wallet mm-hmm. without your permission. Okay. And so, so, so the benefit here, just to be clear, mm-hmm. we all know what happened with FTX. Big exchange, had a lot of custodial wallets. A lot of people had their crypto in those custodial wallets. Probably a lot, a lot of people had their USD, their fiat currency in those custodial in, in their, And then... Suddenly, the whole thing implodes, and they have no access to their funds because the custodial wallets are on a technology that's run by FTX, and FTX is shut down. When it's a custodial wallet, it's in your phone. You own it. Nobody else is in control of it. So anything like that happens, there's no. It can't be. uh, Nobody can take it out. Yeah, and for both of the wallets, we've tried to really make this as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, a lot of crypto, you you have your 24 words. You can Mm -hmm. reconstitute a wallet wherever you need to. Phrase. We have uh, worked with Signal to basically have a pin-based recovery. So you can recover your wallet and all your funds and all your transactions just from your phone number okay. and a pin. Oh, wow. So if I throw my phone in a river, I can then just get another phone. I re-authenticate into Moby with my phone number, and then I remember my pin. I see. And suddenly I have all my funds back. Oh, that's great. And yeah. so we're just trying to make things as crypto as easy as possible. What, if any other cryptos... Cryptocurrencies will your wallet support? Because that's, I, I personally am running into this thing where it's like, wait a minute, I thought I was just going to have one. I only have one wallet in my back pocket. Yeah. Right. But I happen to have like 10 other wallets out there uh, uh-huh. floating around, and I had no other choice but to have those 10 other cryptocurrency wallets. I'm hoping at one point in the future we'll get, we'll get to a place where I only have one. I know there's a couple that are sort of standard. Will you support other uh, cryptocurrencies at some point? Um, I think we'll consider all options going forward. But right now, we're really working hard to support our tokens okay. and make sure our tokens have a great first-class experience on that. Perfect. You're here at World Economic Forum in Davos. Yeah. What are you hoping to accomplish while you're here? Uh, you know, we want to basically make it easier for people to move money around the world and to feel good about it. And we want to interact with countries and talk to their finance departments and just, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, we have a stable coin. When you say their finance department, you mean like their central banks and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just try to develop partnerships with different countries around the world and different companies around the world that do global commerce. So when you're talking to like some other country, uh, central, the central bank of that country, you're 
try to work on how do we get how, how do we get to a point where people who are working with that fiat currency of that country can onboard into uh, onto your chain and your wallet? Yeah. Yeah. And how could they receive those tokens into their country? Yes. I mean, the remittance market is is huge. Yeah. And money flows across country, across border all the time. Remittance. I'm going to stop you. You know, uh, our enterprise audience is just getting comfortable with blockchain. Yeah. Unfo- <laughs> un- un- unfortunately, they're... Uh, you know, you need like a, a degree in international finance uh, in addition to being an IT guy or something like that. Uh, it took me a long time to kind of get through all this, but uh, just so you, what is remittance so they understand where that fits into this whole conversation of blockchain and cryptocurrency? I mean, I think it's an, an easy way of looking at it. It's basically money going from a wealthy nation to citizens of a less prosperous nation. Mm-hmm. And so if you have someone who's moved to the U.S., from a country, they're sending money back home. That's a remittance. Okay. But often it's very high fees. It's hard to get to them. It takes a while. The remittance is the part where it gets exchanged back into the fiat of the country to who, where they're sending that money back to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that all. You hear a lot about remittance in the blockchain. Well, I mean, keep hearing it all the time. But it, to somebody who's been mostly talking about like application servers and databases his entire life, I hear that term and I was like, okay, wait, full stop, what's that? And I think that a lot of our audience is going to go through the same thing. Yeah. Well, Brady Forrest, uh, head of uh, business development for MobileCoin, thank you very much for joining us here in our studios in Davos. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. Good to see you again.